All right, welcome to Live, Lead, and In Between, a podcast for leaders who want to be better at leading in every area of life, even the in-between areas. Let's get after it. Like I said, welcome to Live, Lead, and In Between. My name is Travis Jones, and I'm the host for this podcast. And man, I've just got to tell you, I've got a couple different microphones, and um, I happen to be at a different location recording this particular podcast, and I really, really dislike the microphone that I'm using right now. Um, I, (laughs) it's a, gosh, it's a Yeti Blue, um, and um, and it's got a bunch of stuff that I don't typically use on there, and it, it's just not my favorite one right now uh, because and it's probably more to do with my ignorance and how it works and whatnot. But I think I've kind of got it um, where I've got it under control. So today we are going to talk about taking your calling seriously. Um, this is one of those topics that popped up in when I was doing some idea generating, and uh, I got to looking through my notes. Because I try to keep journal notes and things like that, and uh, one of the things that I felt like I got in my prayer time was this whole idea of you know take your calling seriously, and and so what I thought we'd do is kind of work through that a little bit, and uh, there were a couple there are a couple different two different things we I kind of want to bring out uh, with regard to taking your calling seriously before we actually get to take it seriously. Uh, the first one is, you know, what what do you feel led to do? You know, because some people don't even know what they feel called or led to do. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then uh, the fact that we need to be strategic about our calling. Once we know what it is, we really need to be strategic. And then the last part would be taking taking your calling seriously. So, so let's jump in. Um, I remember being significantly younger and really thinking about what it is I felt like I was called to do. And now I know that a lot of people probably don't have that thought process. They're looking about what they want to be when they grow up. And for me, it wasn't about what I wanted to be because I did have a couple thoughts like that uh, when I was younger. I I started off wanting to be an architect and I found out really quickly that I was bad at math, um, or at least I used to be bad at math through high school. Um, Actually, like did horrible at math. And then I got to college and like did wonderful at it. Uh, so there was that. And then I went through a stage where I thought I wanted to be a, a doctor. And I, when I actually was in college uh, and thought I wanted to be a doctor, but I didn't really feel called to be a doctor. I just wanted to be a doctor. I liked the idea of it. I liked science. I liked everything that was associated with it. And I really enjoyed the science classes and I'd really gotten really good at math and things like that. And, and so <laughs> I struggled <laughs> I struggled a little bit with what it was I felt called to do. Now, this this podcast, pre-warning, will go towards the spiritual side of stuff just simply because I believe that your calling is is interlinked with who you are created to be, and, and God creates each and every one of us uniquely, so therefore there's a unique calling on each and every one of our lives, though they may have some similar components it's still a unique calling. So for me, uh, I, you know, I was headed towards medical school and I, I was really struggling with, with that. And God got really loud with me about going into ministry. And he didn't get specific about the type of ministry at that point. He just said ministry is what I was going to do. And I fought him on it like crazy um, because I did not want to do ministry. I, I really did not want to do ministry. I liked the idea and the thought of being a doctor. And I remember in my prayer time, uh, in my my prayer closet, uh, so to speak, I remember God actually. I felt like He spoke into my spirit and literally said to me, "You would be a great doctor, but you would not be fulfilled in doing that." And when I heard that, I felt all manner of peace because I knew at that moment what I was called to do, and I was called to be in ministry. I was called to the ministry. Now I didn't know what particular part of ministry, 
And as it would have it, I started out in children's ministry and, and kind of moved around. And, and the interesting thing about ministry is it specifically just means serve, serving. You know, I'm a ministry, a servant, right? Uh, minister is a servant. And so um, I, I just served. I served uh, wherever uh, I felt led to be, and I felt called to be in ministry. But there was this deeper calling that I had in me, and uh, I felt called to, to literally preach and speak. And I, I didn't really have an outlet for that for a long time. I mean, I had it in children's ministry, and I would always uh, do that, and I would you know speak it to kids every week. And the funny part was when it came to speaking, which is what I felt called to do and still feel called to do, I actually took a class in college. I took public speaking thinking it would help me be better at it. But I literally, I I either, I came really close to failing that class or, or did fail it. I, I can't exactly remember. I'd have to take a look at my transcript. But I remember hating the class and thinking, why do I feel called to do something that I am no good at? Um, and, and so, you know, as time would go on, um, I finally had the opportunity to actually uh, preach one Sunday morning or speak one Sunday morning at the church uh, that I was serving. And uh, I remember being super nervous. I, I remember being so nervous, so nervous. And I was sitting kind of backstage and I had my extra large coffee because uh, I think I've mentioned before that I like coffee. It's like uh, liquid gold. And so I'm sitting there with my extra large coffee. And this was uh, prior to iPads or maybe not prior to iPads, but prior to me having an iPad. So I had all of my notes, like, you know, five to six to seven pages of just notes uh, that I felt like, you know, I had the message for that Sunday and I was going to speak, but I was just nervous. I was, my, my stomach was in knots. Um, and I, I kept going back to the college class um, that I had that I just bombed, like failed uh, or almost failed one of those. I need to really look that up. But anyway, um, I didn't do well in and I sat there and I, I thought I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually going to throw up because, <laughs> you know, public speaking for some people is they'd rather die. And I was, I was getting there, uh, and maybe it was just the extra large coffee that I had, but as I sat there, uh, I, I'll never forget this moment where I, I, I said, God, listen, if I'm going to go out there and I'm going to speak to this, these congregations, and, and, and there were two services I had to do this at, then you're going to have to help me. And, and I remember his words. He said, relax. This is who you are. Go and have fun. Those words in my spirit. And instantly, again, I had peace, and I literally walked out after worship was over and went right into, you know, preaching the message. And uh, I, I never felt more alive in my entire life. And it would, as it would turn out, when I am doing that, I feel alive. And that's a really good indicator, really good indicator that you're operating in your calling, and you're being who you're called to be, because your calling is, is very in line with your identity right? So um, what do you feel led to do? And, and, and if you're listening to this and you don't really un, you know, have an idea of what your calling may be, really think about the things that give you joy. To think about the things that give you joy in life and, and look really deeply at that in prayer and talk to God about that because chances are those touch on the areas of your life that you are operating in your calling. And so the question is, what do you feel led to do? When you find that out, that's your calling. And I'm here to tell you, now when I operate, anytime I teach a class or anytime I speak, my, no nerves whatsoever. It is, it is the most fun that I get to have. I feel most energized when I'm doing that kind of stuff. Um, and I remember when I first started this podcast, I, I thought through it really hard. And 
I, I did kind of the same thing. I was nervous about it, and I wasn't really good at the very beginning of this stuff. And, and I'm not saying I'm good now, but I've gotten a little more comfortable with it um, and, and knowing who I am with it. Um, but it, it kind of touches on my calling as well, you know, speaking and, and teaching and, and preaching and things like that. So my question, if you're listening to this, is what do you feel led to do? Um, what do you feel called to do? Because in order to take your calling seriously, you have to know what it is. And if you don't know what your calling is, allow God to speak that into you. Because He has placed a calling on on each and every one of our lives, a special purpose that we're supposed to accomplish for His kingdom. So, so that's the first one. Now, once you know your calling, you have to be strategic about it. Now, here's what I mean by that. You can't be willy-nilly about the things associated with your calling. Now, I used to get really frustrated uh, at the church I was in. Uh, that I served in prior, because I felt like my calling was to to, to speak and to, to preach the gospel and things like that. But um, I never really got the opportunity to do that. And it, it kind of unnerved me a little bit. And, and I, I kept thinking, well, how am I going to, how am I going to explore this if I don't get the opportunity to do that? And, and as it would turn out, I, I did get the opportunity several times, but um, I, like there, there was just this block there and I couldn't quite figure it out. And I'd even told my pastor at one point that I had felt called to do this. I'd actually felt called to pastor uh, at some point. And, um, and I, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't being allowed the opportunities because I'd, I'd moved into the associate pastor seat, but why I wasn't being allowed the opportunities to actually explore that calling um, a little bit. And um, so I started trying to be strategic about it. I started anytime I would come up with a topic, I would put it in my notes and I'm thinking one day this is going to be something that I'm going to be able to talk or speak or, or teach on, right? And I, I started keeping a backlog of these things, um, and I would begin to work on some some of this stuff. And anytime I got the opportunity, I would do it. Sometimes I would speak at uh, chapels at schools and things like that. Um, but only on occasion did I get to do it um, at at the, uh, the church I was serving at. And I'll never forget the day um, where my senior pastor kind of sat me down. I think he was getting ready to leave and uh, getting ready to leave to go to another assignment. And, um, you know, we were talking a little bit and, you know, he literally (laughs) looked across from me at his desk and said that he didn't see that calling on me. And I was devastated. I was angry because here my pastor was saying that, you know, my spiritual oversight saying that he didn't see that calling in my life and didn't see that I had that calling. He had, he saw something else. And I'm like, well, but I'm telling you, I feel called to do this. So you're telling me that you don't see it. Well, what am I supposed to do with this in this moment? So I had to really be strategic in my thinking. Um, so I started working on different things with that. So I had to be strategic about my calling because I really felt called to speak. I felt called to teach. I felt called to preach. And so what was I going to do with that? I started looking for opportunities. Now, I didn't self-promote because I don't, I don't, I have a hard time sometimes with self-promotion. Uh, and maybe, maybe I need to go for counseling for that. Uh, but I do. I have a hard time. I believe God will promote you, promote you. Um, and 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 so I, I didn't do a lot of self promoting. Um, but I started being strategic. I started looking for opportunities. I actually started thinking during that moment about doing a podcast as an outlet uh, to to help me grow better and 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 work at better bettering myself when it came to um, what I felt like I was called to do. And so I started strategic thinking. You have to be that way. Once you know your calling, you may not be operating in your calling. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. While I wasn't in ministry, um, God had me working in my calling the whole time. I was in sales, and so I dealt with people all day long, solving problems, working through issues and things like that. And I really loved what I did with that. I I would just talk with people. I would be myself with people, and they could be free to be them with with me. So I really got to work on my calling even in that. But 
outside of that, I had to be strategic about it. So, so number one is what do you feel led to do? And that's your calling. Number two is you have to be strategic about your calling once you know what it is. You have to start thinking, how can I develop what has been placed in, in me? What, how can I develop the, the gift that's there, the calling that has been placed on my life? Um, and how can I not just myself develop it, but how can I allow God to develop that calling? So those are, those are big, 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 big things. Now, the, the last one is literally to take it seriously. Once you know your calling, you have to take it seriously. You can't goof around with it. You, you can't, um, because it'll, if you goof around with it, it, it's one of those things where once you know what your calling is and you're no longer ignorant of it, you are accountable to it. When you know what your calling is, you're accountable to that calling. And you're going to be judged based off that calling. So you have to take it seriously. That means, for me, if my calling is to speak, is to preach, is to shepherd and pastor and things like that, I have to take that seriously. There are elements and parts of my life that I can't let go to the wayside because they will trip up the actual calling that takes place there. Um, and so you, know, you have to take it seriously. You have to look at, at, at areas that can cause your calling to be stifled because that can happen as well. Um, and so you need to be very careful once you know what your calling is to not let it become something that I know I have, but I don't operate in it because, you know, I don't have the opportunity or, you know, this part of my life really doesn't line up with what my calling is. And, and I'm here to tell you, if you have the calling, then it's your job to bring the parts of your life that are out of alignment into alignment with that calling. Because otherwise the calling won't function in the way that it's designed to. And if you have a calling on your life, you really, really, really have to make sure that it's functioning the way that God intended. Um, and your his part is the is the calling you to it. Your part is the making sure you're in alignment with that calling. So take your calling seriously, no matter what it is. And at, as I come to a close in this particular podcast, I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll share some kind of a, a kind of a funny story about my particular calling and how it kind of landed with me. And, and when you embrace your calling, things will happen. Uh, and sometimes you'll be ready for them and sometimes not so much. Um, so I, when I first started at the church that I'm currently serving at, um, I, I remember, I, I think it was my first Easter Sunday that I was going to be present here. And uh, there was this elaborate plan because we were going to have like, gosh, five services or something like that. And the problem was some of our services overlap. So we were actually going to um, record or pipe in our pastor from one service into another via video. The problem was we didn't have the capability to do that well. We were we were functioning on um, uh, a goodwill, piecewise yard sale networking stuff, and and so we were going to attempt. Though he was going to preach in one service while the next service started, and it was going to come in. We were going to we were going to time it just right. It was a very very valiant attempt we were going to make, but it was going to come in at the perfect time, and he was going to start preaching and, and whatnot. And um, and so we were fairly certain it was going to work out. Or at least I thought we were. Um, <laughs> before the service, not before the service, but the week before the service, the, the senior pastor uh, came up to me and he said, listen, if this doesn't go this way, I'm going to give you my notes. That way you can actually take over in that particular service while I'm preaching in the other service. And I thought, okay. And this was my first kind of experience with a church. And every everywhere that I had experienced with a church had been 
pretty on par. Pretty on. I mean, everything had been. You know, if if we were going to attempt to do something, we did it and we did it well. So I had I had the assumption that you know this was going to happen uh, the way that we we had planned it. Uh, and even though there was technology involved, I had a lot of faith in that technology. So Easter morning comes, and um, <laughs> I, I sat down on the front row and I had the notes with me. And things are going well. The, the the worship just ended, and the senior pastor comes up on the screen, and he's getting ready to to talk. And uh, he says, "Welcome. My name is." And then he froze. And I thought, well, surely it'll it, maybe it's just a glitch. There's something up with the network, but nothing happened. And then from behind me, uh, one of the ladies that I, I knew at the church um, leaned up and tapped me on the shoulder. She goes, "I think you're on," and I went. Oh no. <laughs> and so I got up and I nervously walked up to our, we call it the square. We had an altar there and whatnot. And uh, I said, well, I guess I'm doing the the service today. And everybody kind of nervously laughed. And so I had to be instant in season in my calling in that moment. Now, I don't think I did the greatest job with that because I, I, I honestly should have prepared better. I should have taken my calling more seriously and been ready to go. Uh, but I wasn't. And I, I stepped into this and preached my first ever Easter Sunday morning service uh, for the first time ever in my life and felt so ill-prepared because I didn't actually think it was going to happen. I didn't take it seriously. Now, I I say that, and it's kind of goofy, it's kind of funny, but these are the type of things that happen. When you embrace your calling and other people literally do see the calling you have on your life, then they have no problem placing you in positions to where you get to exercise your calling, even if it's unlikely from time to time. And so that was a that was kind of a, a funny thing. And I still remember that story to this day. And I, I tell it from time to time as my first Easter service. I even told people there. So it was very interesting. But at any rate, um, I think that's a great place to stop today. Um, and so if you've made it this far in this podcast, I really appreciate you listening. Um, it's a big deal to me uh, since we started this thing. I think this is, uh, gosh, I think it's episode 40 or 41. It's hard to keep track of, um, but I, I really do appreciate you listening, and I would love your feedback more more than anything. It really would help me to kind of develop this podcast a, a little further, and uh, I would also ask if you have enjoyed this podcast, you know, share it with somebody else. Hit subscribe, you know, wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify or anybody, any of these other places you're listening at. Um, you know, share it, share the podcast if it's helpful for you. Um, and you can always leave me feedback. I include my, um, email in the show notes and I want to encourage you to be that. And I've also, I also have a Patreon account set up. If you would like to become a patron of the show and help support the show financially, that would be fantastic. That would actually help me take, um, live leading in between a little further, uh, quicker than I actually can go now. Uh, cause I do, I do run a full-time job and at this point I'm, you know, wrangling, um, a full-time family life too, but it would help me to do that. So I would greatly appreciate that. You don't have to, but again, if you'd like to, that's awesome. That link will be in the show notes as well. Uh, but I think um, I think that's it for today. So uh, with that said, this has been Live Lead and In Between, and I would encourage you to lead well in every area of your life, especially the area you've been called to. Be blessed. Be blessed.